All right, so welcome to episode two of If You Can Keep Your Head. I'm Kayla. And I'm Adam. So we decided that we were going to talk about the Second Amendment and just different issues related to gun control, gun violence, things like that. Um, I decided that I wanted to do this one because you work with guns and I knew that you would have very strong opinions on this versus some of the other topics that we sometimes discuss where you're kind of just like, meh, I don't care. But this one I knew you would care, so. I definitely care and I'm super excited. (laughs) Very excited for this one. (laughs) I even brought notes. I brought notes too, but my notes are... uh, Probably a lot different than your notes. (laughs) My notes are specific. (laughs) Mine have some quotes and then some thoughts. And um, yeah, I'm really tired. So forgive me if I sound like I'm lacking energy. Our one-year-old woke me up last night and then my mind was racing and I could not fall back asleep till about five o'clock. And then I had to get up at six to take my five-year-old to school. So... (laughs) And one of us took a nap stay, and it wasn't me. So, naps are necessary. <laughs> All right, so I think we'll start this one, and I'll just ask because I don't know if we've ever actually talked about the different. Well, your opinion on this, I guess. I think you know my opinion, but um, your opinion on the Second Amendment and everything that is happening. Um, I think the Second Amendment is old, and I think that people misinterpret it a lot now when the second amendment was written it was clearly a different time it was not meant to be it it was about militias and forming your own militia and having the means to do so and people now are like we have to have guns because we have to be able to protect ourselves from government and i'm sorry but um your hunting rifle or your pistol or whatever stockpile of guns you may have is not going to do a damn thing against today's military. So when people get all up in arms about that, I think that they're fucking crazy. But do I think we need to repeal the Second Amendment? No, I don't. I do think that it's necessary um, to have the right to bear arms, but I don't think that that right should trump people's safety and that's my issue is that right now people are so up in arms about protecting their guns and their second amendment right and they don't care that children are being slaughtered in schools and that innocent people are being gunned down in walmart and i mean there were two walmart shootings in the same week they were within days of each other you shouldn't be afraid to go shopping you know, you shouldn't be afraid to go to the movies. People were gunned down in the movies just a few years ago. Um, I don't think your Second Amendment right should trump that. So, in my opinion, yes, it should. We should still have the Second Amendment, but I do think that we need to implement some changes in our country to make things safer. So. So that actually brings up a really good point there because one of my notes that I wrote down is. Um, is that my name on there? No, it is not. Oh, okay. It is not your name. You just can't read my handwriting. No, your handwriting is um, shit. <laughs> mass shootings have made up 0.2% of all homicides from the year 2000 to the year 2016. Yes, but I read so that, that same article that you did, and this is what I... Because I knew you were going to bring that up. 
This is what I wrote down about it. No matter how infrequent, even one event that could have been prevented is too many. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And it said in there, mass violence is rare, but we have seen a great uptick in mass violence and mass shootings just in 2019 alone. We absolutely have. So I will... My number one note that I wrote down, the day and time, I can give you the exact minute that mass shootings became an issue in this country. Because they've always happened since the time that guns have been around. Obviously, that is, that is a thing. It's always happened. But there is an exact minute in this country Sorry, where mass shootings became popular almost uh it's a bad term but that's a really bad term that's essentially what it is though and the day time april 20th 1999 11 19 a.m mountain time you know what happened at then is that columbine that is columbine what happened with columbine that was different than every other mass shooting that we'd ever had before it was in school it was in school and but that actually was not the first school shooting did you it was not the first school shooting but it was the first mass, mass school shooting with multiple casualties and multiple wounded. But what was the other big thing that happened at the exi- with that shooting? They blamed it on video games? Nope. <laughs> I don't know where you... Mass, mass media coverage. It was the first school shooting, first mass shooting that we had with mass media coverage because CNN and Fox News were starting up around that time. They'd been around for a while. But we didn't have any extravagant shootings like this beforehand. And that was the first one where you, it was covered to the point of glorification. Right. So my, one of my other notes that I have on here, and I'm, this is going to be a quiz for you. You always this try gonna, to blame it on the media and you know that's is, not going to This is going to be me. a quiz for you. All right. Are people that, you think people are that? Yes. And I, I have notes and points and everything, all right? <laughs> but this is a quiz for you. Name five mass shooters. I don't know their names. Can you picture their faces? Five of them. I choose not to learn much about the perpetrators because I personally don't want to give them that satisfaction. Um, so I could not tell you a single one's name unless maybe I just heard it on a recent podcast or something that I've listened to. Um, because I choose not to. I can picture that one guy's face that has like that cartoony, almost like orangish hair. Mm-hmm. You know, Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. Um, but only because I see, I've seen, uh, memes about him. Okay. But. So, so I, I didn't look up their names specifically because I wanted to see this and I wanted to show you this. Okay. Nicholas Cruz, Omar Dateen, Stephen Paddock, Adam Lanza. Uh, Dylan Klebold, uh, Jared Lou Laughlin, um, the, the guy with the orange hair, his, his name is, uh, excuse me, no, I'm not trying to show off, right? These are all names of mass shooters that have killed multiple, multiple people. Name five victims from any of the mass shootings. There's obviously more victims than there are shooters. Name five of them. See, I can't even picture a single victim's face or their names. I can picture their faces because that I do pay attention to, um, but I'm terrible. I, you know I have a horrible memory. Just to put it out there, I have the world's worst freaking memory. Um, 
not sure what that's in relation to, but I mean, it's you can t- like verify that that is legit. Yeah. I have a terrible memory, um, but I do I can picture faces from um, the Florida school shooting. I can picture faces from the Pulse shooting in my mind. Um, could I tell you their names? No. Um, I can picture faces from Sandy Hook because those babies will never leave my brain. Um, and the teacher, too. I honestly, I, the, I know the lady who passed away in the El Paso shooting whose widower invited the entire community of El Paso and they all came, like literally, it was lines for hours of people who came to support that man because he had no one to come to her funeral. He was alone in the world when she passed. That's actually the only one that I can picture in my head is that guy, but I can't, I couldn't tell you his wife's name or what she looks like. Yeah. The only, and the reason why I bring that up is because, and this is, it's something that nobody talks about. Everybody blames the guns. Everybody blames video games. And I think that is the, the dumbest, the human, dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, humans have been violent for their entire existence. Yeah. It's not a new thing because of video games. Um, and they blame everything. Right, They blame religion and ideology and all of these things, but nobody talks about the fact that we literally glorify these people. Oh, no. People do talk about it. And um, If you listen, especially because, you know, I just started listening to podcasts. Mm. It, it's a new thing for me. I, I'm really late to the party, but <laughs> I'm there now. And um, that's something that the podcast that I listen to, I listen to My Favorite Murder a lot, and... Karen and Georgia will talk a lot about um, the victims, and they actually talk a lot about the fact that they don't want to glorify the killers, um, and they want to focus more on the victims because they feel like that. They don't want to glorify these killers. They don't deserve that, and all they deserve is for people to know that they're pieces of shit and that they're rotting in hell. Like, And, and that's what we should do, and I'm going to bring up... New Zealand as an example because New Zealand yeah, that has, was had the mass shooting in the mosque. Well, the, right. Okay, only the mass shooting was not fantastic. <laughs> no, that, was, that was a poor choice of words. <laughs> the handling of they, everything was absolutely fantastic. So they had the mass shooting in the mosque and they immediately had a media shutdown on you will not see the video, you will not see who this guy was, you won't see his face, and you won't know his name. And what they did was they showed multiple times the victims mm-hmm. that were in there but they never showed the guy and what that does is it doesn't let anybody who is thinking about doing this see it because there is characteristics for mass shooters and i wrote them all down primarily males right uh 97 i believe are male which doesn't really matter but it's just a stat um they all have interpersonal relationship problems Every single one of them has had problems with their relationships, either at work, at home, at school, wherever they interact with people, they have relationship problems. They feel victimized by the people that are around them. They sympathize with others who have been mistreated. They're indifferent to life. They plan this out beforehand by watching other shooters and watching Mm -hmm. the coverage of it. And they all share... um, their plans or primarily most of them share their plans in an effort to reach out to have somebody pay attention to them to prevent it so the one thing that you can really see from all of this all of these different stats is that these people want attention oh yeah i mean that's clear they want 
media coverage. So as a person, if you were thinking of doing this and you saw, uh, and I'll use Las Vegas as an example, Stephen Paddock, um, if you were thinking of doing a mass shooting and Las Vegas happened and for months afterwards, all you ever saw was his name, his face, and his story on the news. And he died. Um, he killed himself in the hotel room. But again, to this, they have an indifference to life. They're planning suicide anyways. They don't really care. What they want is that recognition. They want their name out there to say, hey, look at me. The People pay attention to me. Yeah. That's why I think that it's not the guns. It's not... Oh, Us. But, it's not yeah. anything. It's the glorification of the people who are doing it. You can't say it's not guns. In part, it is the guns. Oh, it's a, it's if part, they did not part. have access to those guns or such easy access to those guns, it, especially the types of guns that they use, it wouldn't be... They wouldn't be able to slaughter as many people as fast as they do before they're taken down. There was a mass stabbing in California last week. But how many mass stabbings are there going to be? I mean, there's... Two that I can think of now. But there's not, you're not going to be able to kill as many people as quickly with a, with a knife as you are with a gun pulling the trigger and just spraying bullets. The you one in, the one in China a couple of years ago, they killed a lot of people in a mass stabbing. You can't do it nearly as fast. Can I please speak? You have been <laughs> talking forever and you won't let me talk. Let me talk, okay? You're going to piss me off doing that. There's one point for me. No, <laughs> it's not, I'm not mad about the topic. I'm mad because you won't let me speak. I've been sitting here like, <gasps> and you keep running over me. Let me talk. Okay? Okay. So, now you made me forget what I was going to say. Um, so, you were talking about, what were you just saying? Because now you made me lose my train of thought. That it wasn't the guns. Not that, before that. That we glorify it in the media. Yes. Um, I agree. That we do glorify it in the media. And I think part of that is because people want to scream from the rooftops, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom of this, freedom of that. And yes, that's fantastic. But like they did in New Zealand, it is much better for everyone if you take steps sometimes to say, we don't need to exercise that freedom right now. We need to exercise better judgment. And I think that's part of our problem is that everybody gets so caught up in that in America that they don't stop to think, like, is this actually what's best for everyone? What's best for anyone? Um, and also because... <laughs> I hate this saying. We talked about this a lot when I was in school for communications and broadcasting. Um, the old headline, or the old saying in broadcast and journalism is if it bleeds, it leads. Mm-hmm. And that's a horrible thing to think. It's a horrible thing to say. But people will tune in for sensationalized things. So I don't think you can blame it all on the media. You kind of have to take a step back and realize that it's the people watching. If you if people would stop turning it on, their numbers would tank. Oh, absolutely. And, and they would stop showing it. But because people keep turning it on and watching it and constantly going back or clicking on it on the internet, that we're the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who are turning in and tuning on, or I am losing my mind, tuning in and turning on their televisions and sitting there and watching it for hours and days are the problem. 
yes, the media shouldn't even have it on there in the first place. And I do agree they should completely say, we're not going to do this. We are going to acknowledge that it happened and we will focus on the victims, but we are not going to show you the footage. We're not going to discuss this person other than to say maybe their name and like, that's it. And if they're alive or dead or captured, but the people need to realize that they hold the power in the situation. And if you stopped watching it and stopped giving them the ratings, they would change their tactics and they would stop airing it. But they have a responsibility. Oh, I'm sure. That's I'm to saying not that. I'm saying that. The, heighten the subject. I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. But if you are a producer or you are in charge of the news channel and they say your boss says to you, whatever is going to get me the highest rating so I make the most money, do it or you lose your job. Are you going to turn on what's getting all the people to tune in and view? Or are you going to turn on the thing that's going to make everybody turn off their their sets? So if people, if the public would turn around and say, fuck that, I'm not giving this person my time of day, which is what I do, and not watch it and not click on it and not give that person the satisfaction and the glory they wanted, the media would then say, shit, our ratings have dropped. What can we do to change that? And they would find a better way to put the information out there where people actually wanted to see it. But because we glorify it as ourselves, the media is going to glorify it and it's a vicious circle. But the problem with that is that it's a catch-22 because, like I said earlier, nobody talks about this. Nobody, very seldom do you hear somebody blame it on the media. You hear all the other things that they blame it on but they don't blame it on the media. In order to hear this, though, the media would have to come out and say to everybody, hey, we're the problem here, but then that's going to go around. Well, They're they not wouldn't have say to that. say it. They could just change it. They don't have to even acknowledge it. They can do exactly like New Zealand did and just say, no, we're not going to do that. They don't have to say we were wrong. I'm sorry. They don't have to do any of that. Would it be nice? Sure. But they don't have to. All they have to do is turn around and say, this is what we're presenting you with, and this is what this is right. But you they won't because that's not going to make them money. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Though. Exactly. And that goes back to who turns in or who's tuning in. They're making money based off how many viewers they get. Wow. Oh, that's creepy, CNN. CNN just popped up a news thing on my phone. <laughs> but um, when you're talking about, like, only 2%, blah, blah, blah. Point two percent. Point sorry. Point two percent. In twenty nineteen, okay, there have been seventeen deadly mass shootings so far, which is an average of one every twelve point seven days. There have been two hundred and seventy four mass shootings. Period. Since the beginning, or uh, as of August twenty fourth, or what is today, the twenty fourth or the twenty third. Today's 23rd, since as of August 23rd, in this, in just in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So while that point two may seem like, oh, it's nothing, it's a lot. 17, it's- so a deadly mass shooting has to be at least four people or more were killed. Mm-hmm. We know very well that not, that in a lot of those, it was more than four people. To me saying well that it's such a small number is a slap in the face to all the victims 
when what you should be saying is how much blood is too much blood to be lost before we take steps to do anything. Because all you see right now is thoughts and prayers go out to the victims. And all I can say to that is fuck your thoughts and prayers because they are doing no good. Well, no, they're not. And that's the other thing is you hear both sides, right? And I, I am all for certain portions of gun control and doing things mm-hmm. to fix this, especially when it does come to guns, because there are some things that need to be done with guns. Um, but you don't hear specifics. What you hear is one side says, ban all the guns, get rid of them, right? And that's not going to work logistically in this country. You couldn't do it. It would lead to a civil war and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people would die. Um, the other think, side says... I don't think that's just really one side or the other. I think that's extremists that are saying that. But the they're extreme... the people who yell the loudest and they're the people that you hear. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on where you're listening. Because I hear that occasionally. But what I see, because I have very... You know, my Facebook is all kinds of different. Because where I grew up back home is super conservative and super Republican. They all cling to their guns. Um, but people that I went to college with, people that I've met once we've moved, and people that I've just become friends with um, that relate more to my own ideology, the majority of them aren't screaming, ban all the guns, confiscate all the guns. Um, They're just asking that we please do something, anything, any kind of common sense. I mean, I do have a couple friends who are like, fuck your guns, burn them all, (laughs) like melt them all down to nothing. But I don't think that it's the majority. I think that again goes back to the media though, where that is they, the sensationalized. They the loudest. Yes. So you've got CNN showing you, mm-hmm. or not even CNN, but whoever showing you this, and then Fox News or its equivalent saying this. And actually, it's usually Fox News saying, well, this side is saying they want to take your guns. And the other side is saying, well, this side is saying that, you know, they're not going to do shit. And that, that's, they're placing the blame on the other person because nobody knows what to do and nobody wants to concede. So there's realistically four positions on this. You've got far left extremist, ban all the guns, get rid of them. They're evil and they're dangerous and we're all going to die. Then you've got like slightly left, which is, hey, we should probably do something about this, but we don't really understand it, so we're not going to do much. And we, we, don't, we should do something, but we don't understand it, so we don't know the specifics of how to fix it. You've got slightly right, which, again, is still kind of, hey, we should do something, but we don't want to go down that slippery slope of banning everything. And then you've got far right, which is, and these are the worst of all, the shall not be infringed. <laughs> and then they spit into the spittoon, and they <laughs> snap their overalls. You're going to offend so many people. If you are listening to this and you have ever said the words or put them on Facebook, shall not be infringed, (laughs) in defense of the Second Amendment, you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) You are the worst person for pro-Second Amendment that there is. (laughs) And I'll explain why, right? Uh, Talking directly to anybody who's listening to this who said that. You're the reason guns will be banned. 100% you are the reason that guns will be banned because you are not willing to concede anything at all. If you cannot meet the left in the middle, then you will lose because your Second Amendment right is words on paper. It takes 
two-thirds of both houses and 38 states to get rid of your Second Amendment right, and it's no longer a right. And if you're not willing to concede, meet people in the middle and give up something, just something, or at least come to the table and talk, you will lose all guns. Look at uh, Great Britain, look at Australia, look at every other country that's banned them, you will lose them all. But, um, but, Australia... Now, us, Australia is a completely different animal. Because, so Australia banned guns after 1994, after a mass shooting there. is the worst mass shooting in their country's history. I believe it was 36 people were killed. I can picture the dude's face who did the mass shooting there. Couldn't tell you a single one of his victims, right? Um, long blonde hair looks like a surfer. It's crazy. Was Couldn't, that the one on the island that he went to? Well, the... Australia's an island. No, yes. I mean, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. I'm uh, really tired. I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you where it was. I, I was don't listening know. to one of the episodes the other day. Well, this was like a couple weeks ago, but I can't remember if it was there or not, where it was um, the guy... Uh, set off a bomb and then went to an island where um, kids were at for camp and like slaughtered children. I think that's it, yes. Um, However, there's a massive difference there. Australia's population is roughly 28 million people. They had roughly 5 million guns in the entire country, right? Logistically, that's possible. Along with the fact that Australia's culture is more welcoming than ours is. They are more willing to come and meet in the middle and talk about it. Yeah, right. I don't know why everybody We're, must be so fucking pig-headed here. That's we are side. fractured. We are fractured, right? Now, in America, you've got 330-ish million people and about 300 million guns, okay? Logistically, it is not possible. It, there, it is so flooded, sorry, it is so flooded with guns that it is logistically not possible and everybody is so against giving them up that you would cause a civil war if you tried to take them. Um... What I was one of the things I was reading today, um, I think it was from the Washington Post article I was reading. Um, I had a great quote, and it said, We don't need gun, gun confiscation to save lives, we can do that through common sense gun laws. And I agree with that. Um, so do you want to talk I, a little bit well. about um, those? Like, what do you think um, would actually be helpful? All right, so, well, first, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Pointing at me. Point. I have a question for you. The only other person in the room. All right. Um, because, uh, and let's be honest here, there's really only one gun that we're talking about. All right. Yeah. What is it? The AR. AR-15. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, it's used in, you know when it was first used in a mass shooting? No. I wrote that in my notes. No, I don't. 2007. First mass shooting in which an AR was used. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when was the AR invented? Adam, you act like I know any of this. <laughs> like, don't quiz me on shit I don't know. See, that's the thing, though, is uh, in your position of wanting more gun rights, or not more gun rights, <laughs> uh, more gun laws or more gun control, you should understand these things because it strengthens your position. It strengthens your argument. Well, then tell me. Don't quiz me. Uh, I'm going, I don't know. But you should know that, <laughs> right? So the AR-15... Uh, was invented in the late 1950s by Eugene Stoner. Um, it was adopted by the U.S. military early on in the 60s um, and became the M16. The only difference between the M16 and the AR-15 is that the M16 is a fully automatic version or a three-round burst version, meaning they'll fire three rounds with each pull of the trigger. Uh, fully you, are, you are speaking like a... 
freaking tornado. Slow down a little. Just keep up with me. <laughs> Fully automatic means that as long as you hold the trigger down, it will continue to fire until it runs out of ammunition or it malfunctions. Right? Now, what does the AR in AR-15 stand for? Um, I want to say automatic rifle, nope. but it's not. I know, it, the... I know it's not, but I can't remember <laughs> if it really is. So that's what most people think. A lot of people, especially people on the left that don't understand guns, think that it stands for automatic rifle. But it, no, it's like the gun name. I mean, Armalite. Like, yeah, that it was stands, say. It stands <laughs> for Armalite. It was the company that made it. That's the See, only I thing. I know that. I just am too tired to remember things. <laughs> I'm running on like two hours of sleep. But the majority of people on the left that want to ban them think that it stands for automatic rifle, which leads to bad media coverage, mm-hmm. again, of the gun, where they're saying that it is a fully automatic rifle. It's and not. It's not. Okay. But now it I, is capable of it is capable of taking down a lot of people really fast because it does it, Okay. So De- depending on the proficiency had, of the of the had, shooter. If you had an AR fifteen or one of our regular my pistol that I would conceal carry, okay? Mm-hmm. And you were going to try to shoot as many targets as you could really fast. It doesn't matter the accuracy. There, it's just this big wall. And you're going to try to shoot as many rounds as you can as fast as you can. Which one is going to shoot many rounds faster? Well, I'm going to take the AR because it'll hold more rounds. That's my point. But there's a difference there, right? Okay, so let's go back to Las Vegas. Okay, Use multiple ARs in that shooting. With, um, I believe, 60 and 100-round magazines along with several 30-round magazines, okay? Uh, For anybody who's listening, the AR has a a lot of different magazine capacities that you can buy. I don't agree with them. They're stupid. You don't need them, right? Um, Used multiple of them. The fact that he used that weapon... Uh, along with a bump stock, again, ban them, get rid of them. They're, any realistic, legitimate shooter is going to tell you that a bump stock is the stupidest thing in the world. Um, that saved hundreds, if not thousands, of people's lives. The fact that he used that gun with a bump stock and just sprayed randomly. In the situation that he was in, he could have killed, with as much ammo as he had, if he would have taken slow aim, control shots, he would have killed hundreds, if not thousands of people. The fact that he just sprayed ammo into a crowd meant that the majority of his rounds went above the crowd and over because of the recoil in the gun. But a lot so, of the people who are doing these mass shootings aren't trained people like you. You're a trained professional. You know how to aim a gun. You know how to handle a high-powered weapon who, that has the capability to do those things. Other people don't. What? That is another term that's that's not great. Uh, high powered. I knew you were that's, gonna say something about me saying that. Is it? Just roll with me. It's I'm not a high. Well, that's the thing. the <laughs> The technicalities matter because that's it. It really does change it. It's not a high powered weapon at all. It's essentially a twenty two. What I don't mean high powered in the way you're meaning it. I mean something that can that creates a lot of force. Okay. okay? Um. So the people who are using them are using them because they can spray a lot of bullets really fast and they have a higher likelihood of hitting more targets very quickly before they're taken down or taken out or what have you. They're not the people who are trained to shoot with deadly aim. 
That's why they're choosing it. It has the capability to spray those bullets and injure or take down and kill as many people as they possibly can really quickly. That's why they choose it. Oh, absolutely. I, I understand that. And I, I'm problem. actually mostly with you on this, and I was playing devil's advocate there because I wanted to <laughs> see if I could, get you, if I could get you riled up. Uh, my theory on specifically ARs is that they should be made Title II weapons, okay? A Title II weapon is a weapon that you need to get a special tax stamp for, and you go through further background checks, um, and they are registered, Can you tell and they're me harder to get. why anybody who is not, like, I can't. Special Forces even needs one? Um, so here is a challenge for anybody who's listening. If you can email us with a legitimate reason for why you should own an AR, I will send you, what can I send somebody? I don't know. We don't have shit. (laughs) We're poor. I don't have anything. Uh... (laughs) You know, if you if you you a letter. (laughs) No, if you can send me a legitimate reason through an email of why you should own an AR as a civilian, then I will get a specially made T shirt and send it to you. Um with a picture of an AR on it. Our email is keepyourheadpodcast at gmail.com. So Keep your head podcast at gmail.com if you want to email. Um, um, that's something that I, I routinely ask, especially those, you know, shall not be infringed people. Why, so why do they all have to be super southern? They huh? are. They why? are. Every why? one of them is why? super southern. I'm southern. <laughs> I'm southern as hell. Mm hmm. And they don't all the, have to be southern. They're the worst type of people. Um, I always ask them that <laughs> I have. I've only, and I'm going to exclude this one from the emails uh, of anybody who's listening. Uh, the only, oh, so now, the only no realistic one. example of why a civilian should own an AR would be pest control hunting, i.e. shooting coyotes or uh, wild boar um, along those lines. Other than that, there is no why, legitimate reason. Why would you need an AR for that? Why not just a hunting rifle? Um, I mean, you could do it with a hunting rifle, but uh, especially the wild boar down south are starting to get so many that the point of hunting them is to literally just kill them. Get rid of them as fast and as many as possible. That's terrible. They are destroying crops. They're destroying land. They're... Um, putting other animals or they're making other animals extinct this is a whole other topic due to the fact that they're taking their land um (laughs) so if you say home defense i'm going to tell you you're an asshole and i'm just going to destroy your argument um if you say it's fun and if you tell me it's your right then i'm just not even going to bother replying to you that's my thing like i have never heard one legitimate reason other than maybe the Pest control Pest hunting. Pest control hunting. That's the only one. But, again, if you wanted to do that, Title II. It's not that hard. You pay 200 bucks for a tax stamp. You go through a slight, uh, little bit more of a background check, which, if you're afraid of that, you shouldn't own a gun anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and your gun gets registered. So, if... I just... I just don't... I think that could be so easily abused. It's our... Back, you know, people get guns so easily now. I think that that could be so easily abused... I just don't see the need to have a weapon that has very little, if any, purpose other than to kill people or things as fast as possible. 
there's why does the civilian need that why they don't, I don't that they, I don't. they i'm with you on that and that's why i want to that's why my suggestion would be to make it a title too um as long as but that's not what i'm saying i understand that you're saying make it a title too but i'm saying why the fuck have it at all well as long as long as title two weapons have been around um as long as that classification of weapon has been around, there's only ever two that have been used in a crime and they were both stolen from the legitimate owner. Um, they don't get used in, in yeah. crimes. Okay. Um, some people like them for collecting. I own a semi-automatic rifle. I own an M1 Grant um, because it is a historical weapon and it is something that I like and collect and it is kind of fun to shoot at the range. Um... But you're also a trained professional. Yes, I am. Uh, but there, there's very not little... Not Joe Blow down the street who thinks that he's going to go blow shit up on the weekends, you know, and yeah. get drunk while he's doing it. Um... So, okay. Let's move on from that. Because I feel like we're going to get stuck in a hole. Um, so, let's talk about... Besides making that a Title II, what do you think would be some common sense gun laws? Because that's a term that gets thrown on a lot. People always say common sense gun laws, common sense gun laws, but they don't actually elaborate. So, so I'll let you start and then I will jump in. So give me opportunities to jump in. I know you're <laughs> excited. Um, the first thing that we need to do is actually enforce the gun laws that we have. Uh, what gun laws do we even actually have? Because I feel like... We have 10 billion gun laws. There's... But I feel like no... I, I can walk down the street and get a gun fairly easily. and So I, yeah, I'm blanking on where it happened, but there were six cops shot last week um, somewhere. They all survived. They were all wounded, though. Um, the man that they were shot by was arrested several times on gun charges, mm -hmm. and the DA dropped him every single time because they weren't worth, they weren't worth following through, right? Because they were dropped charges, he was still legally allow allowed to have the gun that he had. Um, therefore, we just need to follow the gun laws that we have. Um, we probably need to get rid of most of them. You can keep talking. I can type in your password. <laughs> Jeez. Um... Sorry, I was trying to check on the phone to make sure it was still recording, and Adam thinks that I don't know how to type in a password because it doesn't recognize my face for Face ID. She doesn't know how to type in a password. Um, some other common sense gun laws uh, that I would recommend that are never going to happen because they would infringe on the Second Amendment, which is it's not true, but that's what people will say. Um, I would highly recommend that you, the first time that you buy a gun, you are required to go through a firearm safety course. <laughs> I put that. I put that. I put that. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Um, <laughs> I would also make it a triennial every three year requirement that you go through a firearm safety course. Well, I didn't think um, that. And smart. that would cover safety on how to actually use the weapon. Um. It would cover safety in the home around children, okay? Uh, it would cover some basic fundamentals of shooting and things like that. Um, this could be put on by the NRA and they could get themselves out of the hole of being complete fucktards. And the <laughs> literally the second worst thing after the shall not infringe people for gun rights. Um, the NRA is, is the devil, so... You're gonna 
get us on so many watch lists. I don't really care. The NRA can... I don't like the NRA either. You know that. Yeah, but we hate the NRA for different reasons. Um, (laughs) Does it really matter, though? They're just terrible. (laughs) They are awful. Um... The you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, uh, the next thing that I would do for common sense gun laws is I would bring back the Eddie the Eagle program, which again was put on by the NRA. But it could it just they could do so many good things if they just actually cared about guns and safety versus just their money. Um, but the Eddie the Eagle program was where they actually brought guns into school and taught children about it from uh middle age uh middle school. <laughs> Middle-aged children. <laughs> Middle-aged the 30-year-old man coming into the kindergarten. Um, no, they brought him in, uh, I believe it was middle school or maybe high school, where they had trained professionals come in, uh, it was mostly cops, and they talked to him about guns. They talked to him about, you know, hey, this is a gun. It's not something to be afraid of, but it is something that could hurt somebody. And it's something that you shouldn't play with, you should be safe with, and they taught him basic firearm safety. Um, a much bigger problem and what actually kills more people than a lot of mass shootings is children finding guns at home, right? Um, it happens so often. Uh, I saw a story the other day about a 12-year-old that found his dad's shotgun and was playing around with it and shot and killed his best friend in the house. Um, at 12, you should know better than that. But... Again, that's up to the parents to inform their children of that at an age. Hey, this is a gun. We're going to own it. But you need to be able to actually understand and respect it. It's just a tool. Um, what did you have for your common sense gun laws? So I said the same thing about the gun safety course, um, that it should be mandatory to purchase a gun. Um, I think that the background checks need to be more thorough um and that there should be a mandatory hold period if you go in to buy a gun i don't think you should be able to just walk out with it um most states have that yeah but then you also have gun shows which i think should be done away with because you can go in and joe blow has all the weapons they got there they really don't do much in regards of checking anything and they sell you a weapon right there on the spot um, yes, some states do, but it should be nationally that they, you have to have a hold period so that somebody who is hot and going to go, I mean, not, not maybe not going to commit a mass shooting, but somebody who's pissed off and going to go buy a gun and go shoot their ex or their boss or what have you doesn't have that opportunity to do so right away. It's a cooling off period. Yeah, and like yeah. I said, mo- most states have that. Some states are three days, some states are five days, some states are ten days. Uh, there's very few states, I think, left that don't have that. Yeah. Uh, I do know that Mississippi is one of them, though. Mm-hmm. does not have a cooling off period. Well, there you go. Um, so this was something that I was reading about that I didn't know about. Um, have you ever heard of the permit to purchase? Yes. Okay. They have them in New Jersey. Okay. So this is a quote from the Washington Post article. It says... The type of firearm policy most consistently associated with curtailing the diversion of guns to criminals and for which some evidence indicates protective effects against gun violence is the PTP, the permit to purchase, for handguns. Um, And that was from Daniel W. Webster of John Hopkins University and I think it was Garen J. Wynute of the University of California at Davis. What they did is they um, actually went and reviewed dozens of scientific studies 
that were analyzing gun laws. Um, and I think that that should be something that could be implemented nationally. Um, it's the PTP is a policy that requires people to obtain a permit contingent on passing a background check before they can buy a firearm. So you have the background checks in there and then you have something that is going to kind of be a registry of people, you know, that have these permits so we can track things better. I think that would be smart. Um, I put read screenshot about Missouri and Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) So that it's not a bad idea to have the purchased permit um, and require a background check beforehand where that's going to run into a problem where there's going to be a lot of pushback on that is two things. People are not going to want to go through background checks multiple times because in most states, and I'll use New Jersey as a example, if you want to buy a gun, you have to get a permit purchase Uh, permit to purchase every time that you want to buy a gun there are people who are buying guns every single month because they're collectors they like to collect guns they go different places find rare guns all these things they have to get a permit to purchase every single month um they have to go through a background check every month they have to get their fingerprints taken every month they have to go through this multiple multiple times sorry that it's an inconvenience to you but suck it up buttercup i it's one of those things that people are going to push back about. The bigger thing that people are going to push back about, and you're going to hear a lot of the... Uh-oh. I'm just reading what came up on the screen. You're going to hear a lot of the people on the shall not be infringed part come out on this is the um, registry that you mentioned there. They are terrified that the government is going to have a registry of their guns and they're going to come and steal their guns from them in the middle of the night when they're sleeping. Um, Which we've already established is not realistic. It's not realistic, but for anybody who is sitting there thinking that a registry is a bad thing, the government knows that you own guns. Because you put on Facebook (laughs) that your Second Amendment right shall not be infringed. (laughs) And the government can see that. They know that you own guns. So they know probably pretty close to what you have in your house. So going back to the PTP, um, this was something that... This is why I wrote this about reading the screenshot that I took. Um, In that same Washington Post article... It said, in Missouri, the 2007 repeal of a PTP law was associated with a 14% increase in the murder rate and an increase of 16% in the firearm-related suicide rate. Studies that examined Connecticut's 1995 PTP law found that it was associated with a 40% reduction in the state's firearm homicide rate and a 15% reduction in firearm suicide. And says that further no substitution effect was observed in either Missouri or Connecticut, meaning criminals didn't switch to other weapons when they failed to obtain firearms. I think that that is pretty solid evidence that it was working. It was helping. It more than likely is, because again, going through a background check is one of the greatest things that you can do to prevent Gun violence, right? Making sure that these people are not supposed to have them. Because the majority of people that get guns, commit murders, commit these crimes, are not legal gun owners. Um, They get them through other means, and it's through loopholes or through a family member, straw purchases, whatever you want to say or whatever um, excuse they have for it. But they're not supposed to own these guns. Um, There's nine 
classes of people that are not supposed to own guns. I don't know if you know that or not. Um, but the majority of them fall into this. Uh, right, hang on. Let's take a beat. And we're going to pause this for a second. And then I want you to tell us that in just a minute, okay? okay. So we're going to take a quick second. Okay. <laughs> this is the the right. app was and... like taking a spasm there. Okay. And we're back. Uh, so the nine classes of people that cannot own guns, um, anybody who's been convicted in a court of a crime punishable by imprisonment for a term exceeding one year, so basically a felon, uh, anybody who's a fugitive from justice, uh, anybody who is an unlawful user of or addicted to any controlled substance, so if you're addicted to any sort of drugs, uh, somebody who's been adjudicated as a mental defective or has been committed to any mental institution. And that's going to come up in a minute when we talk about mental illness. Uh, anybody who's an illegal alien. Anybody who's been discharged from the armed forces under dishonorable conditions. Anybody who's renounced their United States citizenship. Anybody who's subject to a court order restraining the person from harassing, stalking, or threatening an intimate uh, partner. Uh, or child of the intimate partner, or anybody who's been convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence. So, the majority of the people who are committing mass shootings are falling into one of those one of those nine areas, um, and a lot of them are the mental disorders. Um, Actually, that's not true. Only twenty two percent of perpetrators were considered mentally ill. That's from a 2015 study of the 235 mass killings in the U.S. in 2015. Okay. So, continuing with what I was going to say. Well, you um, said the majority, and that's not the majority. It was only right, 22%. So a lot of them are falling into the... That's not even mental, a lot. Mental defective. Uh, that is less than a quarter, sir. Addicted to uh, any sort of drugs... Or another big one that we see is the misdemeanor crime of domestic violence. Um, and it's one of those things where if the background checks were being done properly, if these people were being investigated like they're supposed to before they buy a gun, then they wouldn't have them. Right? Um, but there are also those loopholes that they fall into of getting them through a friend, buying uh, somebody buying it for you, uh, known as a straw purchase, um, going to a gun show and they just don't care. You know, they sell it under the table. Um, so those are all things that need to be closed. Yeah. Um, in the mental illness frame, that has gotten such a big backlash ever since the most recent shootings from El Paso and Dayton because Trump came out and he did not want all of the focus to be on gun reform. So he came out and said essentially um, blamed it, he essentially blamed it all on mental illness and said that he didn't want people to forget that that's where it starts and that people needed to be right in the head and all these things. But you can't lay all the blame on mental illness because research shows that people with mental illness are more likely to harm themselves than others and are often the victims of violent crime. And like I said, only in that 2015 study, only 22% of perpetrators um, were considered mentally ill. Well, I will concede that that was only people who were diagnosed officially or what have you. And there may be more that are not. There are plenty of people who are undiagnosed, which is a whole other ballgame, which we will talk about one day, which is going to be healthcare 
and mental health. Um, but that's a different topic. So I'll, I'll stick to the one at hand, even though I really want to go on a tangent. Stay here. No rabbit holes. But um, you can't sit here just like you can't blame it on video games. You can't sit here and say it's one thing or the other. Things go hand in hand. It's all a circle. But... I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's no right answer. People want to say, well, you know, everybody has the right to have guns, but then, like you said, there's these classes of people who are restricted from having them. I don't know. I forgot where I was going with that. You guys forgive me. I literally looked at the clock while ago and asked Adam what time it was, and I thought it was midnight. That's how tired I am. It's 927. <laughs> My brain is like shot. So would you like to try to go off on what I was saying there? Just I don't you, know where you were you going. You pick it up and wrap uh, it for a minute. <laughs> I was completely lost on where you were going. I'm so tired. Um, so I think the mental illness does have something to do with it. But I think it's more... We're just... We're glorifying everything that's happening. People see it. Who may have some form of mental illness whether it's diagnosed or not um and it may not even be something that we recognize right now as mental illness it may come out in the future as you know a new diagnosis a new diagnosis a new disorder that there's things every day yeah and because they don't understand why this is happening why people are doing this um but it may be that they're seeing this and it's triggering something in their brain that is saying, hey, if I do that, I'm going to get this mass media attention. They're going to pay attention to me. And finally, my life's going to be right. Um, And I think that's really where this comes from. I think that's why we have so many, why we've seen so many mass shootings from 1999 on. Um, The other thing, and my last note on here, is in 2011, mass shootings tripled. They, the amount and the time between them, or the uh, the amount of mass shootings tripled in 2011. So you know what happened in 2000, from 2010 to 2012? Mm-hmm. 2010, Fort Hood. 2011, Arizona, where Gabby Giffords was shot. 2012, Aurora, Colorado. Three of the most famous mass shootings that there were, and the ones that got the most media coverage around that time from back to back to back three in a row mass shootings mass media coverage and like you said the one that you could picture was aurora colorado Mm -hmm. i mean that was right around that time where and the other one that that i can picture is jared lee loffner from arizona the one that shot cabby giffords i can picture his face no problem seeing that again over and over and over has to do something to the brain of somebody who's maybe not quite right. They're maybe not there. They've been picked on. They've been bullied. They've been put down their entire life and they just want somebody to pay attention to them. And that's their way of doing it because these other people that they see who are just like them, they've been picked on their whole life. They've been bullied their whole life are now getting this massive amount of attention for something that's not good, it's a bad thing. But honestly, at that point, it doesn't matter to them. 
Yeah. But they I just want think, somebody to pay attention to me. I don't think wanting attention is a mental illness thing. No. Um, so I don't think that you should sit here, not you, but general you, should sit here and place the blame on mental illness altogether. Yes, it does play a part. In some scenarios, it does play a part. But what is so hard for people right now who do suffer from mental illness is that stigma is already there. It is so hard for people to get help and get, you know, get the therapy and the help that they need because there is already the stigma. And I think that sitting here and Trump coming out and saying that all these mass shooters are mentally ill and that's what it's all coming from is so, it's a slap in the face to people who do suffer. You know that I have horrible anxiety. I couldn't sleep last night after the baby woke me up because of my anxiety. Um, and it's, to me, now, my anxiety does not even come close to some of the other mental illnesses that may have been what some mass shooters have suffered from. But it's still frustrating to me to hear that blame. And I see it in my friends who do have, you know, struggles with mental health and it hurts them too. So yes, I do think that sometimes mental health plays a part, but I don't think you can say it's always that. I do think it's more of the attention seeking people wanting to be famous no matter how and they want to be noticed yeah i i'm and i'm with you on that i don't think it's meant to help either so um i mentioned to you when we took a break that i wanted to talk a little bit just a little bit about um it's called the plcaa the protection of lawful uh, commerce in arms act do you know what that is i have heard of it but i couldn't tell you what it is it it that gives um broad immunity to gun manufacturers. What in the hell was that? Somebody is popping fireworks. It is it is the end of August. Why are we popping fireworks? <laughs> Anyways, it gives broad immunity to gun manufacturers and dealers from um liability litigation. Does that make does that yes. ring a bell? So I'm gonna go first on this one and then I'll let you go. Can, um, I, can I just go and then you follow up? Because I would like, I don't want to lose my train of thought. Okay. Okay. So, before the passage of the PLCAA, mm-hmm. liability lawsuits were slowly influencing conduct of gun manufacturers and dealers, um, which better aligned public health. Then they got rid of it, right? So, um, or not got rid of it. That's when the law was implemented. Sorry. And now gun manufacturers are not required to react to public safety as much as they would have been without this law. Other companies have to react um, so that they ensure, ensure public safety and improve safety measures for their products because they don't want to be sued, right? So like Tylenol with the Tylenol murders. Was that Tylenol's fault? No. Somebody was going in and putting cyanide in the Tylenol. But because that happened, Tylenol then went, recalled everything, and then when stuff was put back out, there were safety measures put in place where they have the foil cap, the tamper-proof cap, and the um, like child safety caps too. So you know if something has been tampered with before you buy it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just an example. They didn't want to get sued, 
and there's no law preventing them from being sued from that, right? So they took measures to ensure more public safety. So why can't we put that on gun manufacturers? Why do we have a law in place that protects them from being sued if their weapons might be used in killings? Now, I know that there are reasons for that. I understand that. I know what you're going to say. But my point is, before this was put in place, they were taking safety measures to make their guns safer and do things to make sure that their weapons weren't going to be used in a manner that was horrible and horrific or an accident or what have you. And now there's no reason for them to do that. So there's... That is a kind of a, a misconception there. Um... So I'll use a, a car manufacturer, for example, right? Car manufacturers, if they put a car out that, um, what was it? The Toyotas a while back that the gas pedal just stuck to the floor and then the car went 120 miles an hour and killed a bunch of people, right? They had to recall it because the car mal- malfunctioned, causing deaths, mm-hmm. right? Now... If somebody took their Toyota and they drive it through a crowd of people, is that Toyota's fault? No, but that's, so that's, that's what I knew you were going to say. That's and the that's thing, what though. I'm saying. I don't want people to be able to sue the gun company because someone else took the gun and shot a bunch of people, but... And that's the I point think, of the law. But the problem with that law is that now nobody can sue them, and so they have absolutely no reason to con- continue to make improvements in gun safety like for their things like this was saying what did this say um it would it would encourage them to use more rigorous standards to come up with new technology to make guns safer so that people who steal a gun can't go off and use it in a shooting of someone else you know like a smart gun like a fingerprint trigger a fingerprint you know like something but they have no reason to do that because there's nobody can come up to them and do anything about it that again though is not necessarily the point of that law it's it's a side effect of that law that is should probably be fixed and taken out the main point of that law is so that people can't sue them for other people's actions. Well, yeah, and I understand and that's, that. That's but the it does point. need to be rewritten. And it, it, needs to because and I, I would be fine with fire that. under their ass. I would be fine with that. I mean, and not necessarily put it into a law, but put it on the gun company to come up with better things because it is their industry. It's their livelihood. And if it keeps happening, guns will be banned. Because that's the way that we react to everything. Um, is you just go overboard on it eventually when it becomes a mass problem. And then the gun companies are out of business because guns are no longer a thing. Um, so it's in their best interest, honestly, to actually fix these problems. If they have the chance. And a lot of companies are. There are several companies now working on making smart guns. The technology is not there. Um, as far as fingerprints and making them work. Um why is it, I don't know, why is it not there but yet you have like fingerprint gun safes and stuff. So the reason why it's not there is it needs to work 100% of the time. When you want the gun to go off, it needs to go off. Well, that makes sense. Um, yeah. And, and I can see where it would be if cuz like your phone doesn't always recognize your face or your thumbprint and stuff. I, I get that. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. If that's the one time that it doesn't, then you die. Yeah. Um 
And the safe is a different story because it sits in a you know climate controlled in a climate controlled area. It's not dirty, um, and you probably have a little bit more time to work the safe than you would to just pull actually the pull the trigger and, and need use to it. use it right then. That um, makes sense. So the the technology is not quite there. There's a bunch of companies working on it, um, and I mean, there's a bunch of there's a million different gun laws in place in different states that regulate technology on guns and what they can and can't do, and way too much to talk about. But some places are doing it right, and some places are doing it wrong. California. Um, oh shut up! <laughs> literally the worst state in the entire country You're for such guns. A dick. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's being worked on. But it would be in the the gun manufacturer's best interest to actually try to make it better. Yeah. Which most of them are not. All right. So, do you have any other points that you wanted to address that we didn't cover? No, I think that's it. Okay. So, I think to sum this up, um, we both agree that the Second Amendment should still be in place. Where nobody is saying to take it out and abolish it. Right? Not in this conversation. Nope. Okay. Um. We both agree that there should be more common sense gun laws, that something needs to be put in place, that we need to do something. I'm sure that there's more that needs to be done than what we said and that we both think about. Um, I just didn't maybe write everything down um, tonight, and I'm sure maybe you didn't either. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, we, so I don't know. I think we kind of agree on this, majority of this. What do you Most think? Most of it. Yeah. Most of it. Did you expect me to agree with you as much on this, or did you expect me to be, like, flying off the handle? No, you're Southern, so I expected you to agree with me on most of it. Well, <laughs> I don't think maybe Southern has anything to do with it. I don't know. I think being married to you has more to do with it than being Southern, because you have taught me gun safety. You actually are the person who taught me how to shoot a gun. I was terrified of guns before I met you. Um, but... So, yeah, I don't think it's anything about being Southern. I think it's just, what are you doing? Can you stop? You're distracting me. Adam's being distracting. Sorry. I'm trying. You're distracting me. Pay attention. I am paying attention. I'm tired. Like I've said a thousand times. So, yeah. What's your summary? I think that's about it. I think we mostly agree on everything. So... Yeah. Don't be a dick with your guns. And stop saying, shall not infringe. Yeah. Also, if you're going to message us or whatever, don't be a dick either. Have a conversation like we are. Don't come at us calling us names. Don't come at us, you know, being a complete asshole about things. Like, Adam and I are both willing to listen to you. We may not agree with you, but we're not going to listen and we're not going to engage with anybody who comes at us like being pure assholes so just I, I disagree with that i will absolutely engage with you if you're an asshole <laughs> no don't be a 100 percent. the whole point of this is to, it, keeping your head and keeping your cool and not being a jerk so all right it's late sort of i mean it's kind of early it's a friday night and i'm ready for bed before 10 o'clock but have a good night if you can keep your head email us at keep your head at gmail.com Keep your head podcast at oh, gmail.com. Keep your head podcast at gmail.com and have a great week. Bye.